What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. I know. How was your winter break? Did you enjoy your winter break? Oh, I enjoyed it immensely. I worked. Um, I mean, we haven't we haven't recorded it. I know. Where have you been? Where have you been? Screwing around. I did you did you enjoy your winter break? Yeah, it was great. I worked the whole time. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, sorry. I didn't. um, Yeah, I don't take holidays off. I I always just work. um, I just meant from the podcast. Oh right. Um, Yes, I had a lovely break from you. (laughs) Good. Good. Um, Speaking of um, breaking things, um, chipped plates. Well, chipped plates. um, Didn't you recently have a uh, a little bit of a a tumble? Oh, I broke my head. Is that what you want to talk about? (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, everyone who listens to this probably already, you know, my sister, my mother, you know, right. people out there already. Yeah, I, I was at my friend's house and I, I was, it was pouring down rain and I slipped on the last step on this outside things and I fell back and cracked my head a little bit and it bled quite a bit. And he was quite worried because of the amount of blood. Right. So he called the paramedics and without telling me, they showed up. And I lucidly and, and efficiently and effectively explained to them that I was okay. They looked at it. And they're like, you seem okay. Doesn't see, they like did the little eye, you know, mm-hmm. with the light thing. And they're like, yeah, you're, you don't seem like you have brain damage. You seem okay. You're bleeding quite a bit. You should probably go get this checked. Do you want a $9,000 ride to the hospital? And I said, no, thank you. Was it really going to be that much? To ride in an ambulance in America? Yeah. What are you, crazy? Yes, it's I think very it's like expensive. 600 9,000? I think that was like 30 years ago. Okay. But, no, it's up in the thousands now. Anyway, so you denied... I said no thank you, so they go away. I haven't had a bill from them, thank God, yet. Um, my friend gave me a ride home reluctantly. Um, I went and took a shower, and I was sitting there, and probably the hot water didn't help. It wasn't a very good idea, because it didn't help clot, stop the blood flow. And head wounds bleed a lot anyway, but it wouldn't stop. I'm alone. I live alone. So I started to worry a little bit and I called my sister and I was like, I don't, I didn't want to be an alarmist and like, I didn't want to freak her out, but I also didn't want to die alone in my bathtub. I don't know where the happy medium is. I don't, I don't know what I expected her to do. Uh huh. But so she did what she thought was best, which was to call the paramedics back again and say, my brother's dying in his bathtub. Go help him. Because what is she going to do? And then she calls my mother. My mother calls Tasha. Our listeners have heard me talk about my friend you Tasha. You called me. I called you. Yes. I was asleep. It was yeah, the middle of the night. So Tasha shows up. Your mom called me. She drags me to the ER. They saw my head shut. I got like five stitches. You want to look at it? What do you think? Um, I can't really see anything. I mean, I guess you're not going as bald as I thought back there. Cool, thanks, buddy. <laughs> so you that's know. what I was hoping you'd say on on the air. But um, well, I have a pretty I I have more of a bald spot than you do. No. Um. So that was that was your yeah it was, was fine. Christmas yeah that was what day was that no that was Stephanie's birthday that was uh, the seventeenth 
mm. friend of mine mm. who passed away last year. But um, but you're better. You yeah, feel. I'm fine. I feel great. I've I've been reluctant to go to the barber because I didn't want him to have to deal with the scar. Like I don't really know what it's gonna look like back there for him. <laughs> like what? How, how difficult it's gonna make his job? You okay? So like I'm I'm in desperate need of a haircut, which is why I was really worried because we did. I know that. Um, what we just did with Bitchy Waiter so, yes. is going to be only on audio, but we were Skyping with him. Yes. And so as we're driving over here to do that, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be on Skype. I'm like, oh, he's going to see me? Like, this is horribly embarrassing. Like, I didn't – I need a haircut. Like, I'm not presentable. I didn't want him to see me and just be like, who are these idiots? Like, does he find Walter in a trash can somewhere? <laughs> like, what have I agreed to talk to? Not even who, but what? So what Walter's referring to is that in a couple of weeks, we are going to have our interview oh, they with didn't the know bitchy that, right? waiter. No, oh, they know it recorded, now. God, the way we're recording these things, I don't know what's happening anymore. We just did the intro to that. Walter really likes to ruin the magic of uh, podcasting here. That's what recording's <laughs> all about. <laughs> it's all out of order. Yes, it is. I don't know what the people know yet. The people know that you split your head open over our, our winter break. From right. the podcast. Okay. Um, and that in two weeks... I didn't realize we had a break. I thought that we had enough content to, to release a few things. Well, we did not. We didn't record. But we our last not. thing we recorded was like an hour longer, right? Mm-hmm. It was like... Wait. Was that... Is that to tie them over for two weeks? Is that... Did you release... Did you break it into two segments, maybe? No, I did not. Oh, okay. Um, but we will be showing or airing our interview with the Bitchy Waiter on February 2nd. For those of you who don't know, he is an author of the book The Bitchy Waiter, the one-man show, The Bitchy Waiter, uh, thebitchywaiter.com. Uh, he's all over Facebook and Instagram. Darren Cardoza. Darren Cardoza. He's hilarious, very knowledgeable, funny. Genuine. Yeah, he was a delight to talk to. I was, yeah. And was, you said I, you were a little I nervous. Surprised. I wasn't surprised. I was nervous. I don't know. Well, I mean, I have very, I've only met a couple of celebrities, and he, I mean, I, he, by his admission, he's not a celebrity, but obviously he is. I mean, I don't know. I'm a right. fan of his. I yes. think he's pretty great. Um, but yeah, like Banya from Seinfeld and Bill Nye, the science guy, I met him once. How is Bill? Uh, you know, like, how's he doing? Like, hey, how are you doing, Bill? Or I mean, like, how was he when I met him? Because he wasn't very nice to me. But he was, granted, he was on a date. I kind of ruined, I was ruining his night, You ruined Bill Nye's date. Oh, I don't think I ruined, I think I probably actually got that guy laid. But that's, I was a kid. Bill, 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 Bill. a science guy, yeah. I was a fan of his. And I was a kid in culinary school. I was walking down the street. At the end of the block, I was in Belltown. And, yeah, this is, what, 16, I'm 40 now. How long ago? 25 years, 21 years? I don't know, something like that. So he's this gorgeous woman comes around the corner. I'm like, wow, I'm glad that I'm on the right side of the street. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to be creepy and cross over. Like, she's wearing this gorgeous dress. It's like, she's like a model or she's a starlet of some, of some kind. She doesn't look famous. Like, I don't recognize her, but she's clearly an extraordinarily attractive woman. I'm just like, dude, this is cool. I get to walk past her. And then, but right behind her, she comes around the corner, like, with her, like, just kind of staggered because of the, you know, angles and how things work. This guy with his bow tie, I can see the polka dots from the end of the block. And I'm like, wow, who is this guy that he's with this woman? Like, he must, he's got to be extremely wealthy. He's just the luckiest guy in the world. Or he's, she's not with him for a sense of style, obviously. But so they get closer and closer. And like, it didn't even take me much time. But I was like, that's freaking 
Bill Nye. Obviously, that's, you know, she's with Bill Nye, the size guy, and they get closer and closer. I'm like, okay, be cool. Leave him alone. They're clearly on some kind of a date. He doesn't want to be bothered. I'm going to leave him alone, right? I'm not going to say anything. I'm a huge fan, but I'm like biting my tongue. I'm like, oh, you don't want to bother people, right? I don't like to bother people. And they walk past me, and without even a glance, I didn't even like really, you know, pay him much mind. But then I was like, I'm missing my opportunity. Like, this is, I'm never going to see Bill Nye again. I'm a huge fan. I have my backpack with all my books and stuff. I don't really have anything to really write on. I didn't think about like my notepad. Like, I didn't, I wasn't thinking in terms of, so I grabbed my, yeah. I grabbed my, um, was it the food handlers, food lovers guide? Mm-hmm. Um, the food handlers guide no, to the, the galaxy. Food, the food, <laughs> exactly, the food food lovers guide, and a pen. And I run up. I'm like, Mister Knight, I'm so sorry. I can see you're clearly on a date. I don't want to take up any of your time. I'm just a huge fan. Do you think I could get an autograph? And he just like grabs the pen of the book. He's like, Sure thing. And he's like clearly annoyed, and she just kind of like twirls her hair, like looks at him while he's like annoyingly. He writes what I appears to be snoozog. Like, I can't really even read it. Snoozog? Snoozog. It takes me a while to realize that he wrote Science Rules, but it was just like in this big, wide, kind of cursive thing. But mm-hmm. I thought for years that he wrote Snoozog, and I was like trying to figure out what the hell he meant because I'm an idiot. And I didn't think to put his tagline, Science Rules. Anyway. So. If anybody out there knows uh, about can get a hold of Bill Nye, we'd love to have him on the show. Um, <laughs> He's like, talk to us, but um, but yeah, so that's that was when I met. That was your that was my brush with celebrity. Yeah, my brush with celebrity. So Walter was a little bit nervous about our conversation with Darren, but no, uh, I think it was a great conversation. We're really honored to have him on the show. It went very well. I'm going to finish your carrot over here. Okay, you finish my carrot. Um, John's doodling weird-looking things over here that kind of looks like a carrot. So I'm just going to finish it <laughs> for him. Your obsessive-compulsive disorder won't allow you I to just can't just it be. It just doesn't look like... It can't just be nothing. It's clearly um, a... Look at it. How what? was Christmas? Was your Christmas good? Christmas... My, my Christmas scheduled shift that I worked? Or I don't like, know. Christmas in general. Your Christmas season holiday. We didn't do a Christmas show. We didn't. I got my Christmas box set up a little bit late. Um, so I have this box that has all my Christmas stuff, my little tree, it's mm-hmm. a little um, reusable tree, or what do you call it, fake tree. So it stands about two and a half feet tall, has lights already in it, but it's got ornaments that I can then hang, so I decorate the tree, and it's got my, my, my train, which people have already heard the story of how my train got wrecked by the murderer. Mm-hmm. If you, yes. You have to read back on some of the, I don't know what episode that was, we talked about The that. Great Train Mystery. The Great Train Mystery. Um, but so I set up the train, get everything, you know, it's my Christmas box. And this year I incorporated lights. I put up lights on the outside of my house. Now there's lights in the, in the Christmas box as well. But I waited till like two days before Christmas to do it. And my friend Tasha for the last couple of years has, you know, helped me set up. She's come over, we'll crack open a bottle of wine, we'll hang out and like, we'll set up this little Christmas thing in my house. And so this year she was setting up her own tree, moved in with her sister. And so she's on the other side of town setting up her own tree and working her own schedule and so i set up christmas and she got all pissed off at me she's like oh really like because i put pictures on you know facebook and stuff like hey christmas is set up she's like really without me that's rude because that hurt her feelings in some way i didn't know it was important to her it was it it seemed like a burden or a chore when she was included so it sounds like it chalk it up to not being able to win yes okay you're not being able to win um Oh, I know what else. So you said that there was a there was a teddy bear. Oh yeah, this, that's how this... I remember Darren's last name, Cardoza. 
Yeah, so so tell me about the teddy bear that was in the Christmas box first, and then we'll go oh, into the... Oh, Oliver lives in the Christmas box. Okay, Oliver lives in the Christmas box. Oliver, Oliver's it? the teddy bear lives in the... He's a tiny little guy. He used to have a green vest, mm-hmm. and then like the button on the vest broke, and so it would like open, which allowed it to kind of pin to his arms a little bit, and it looked kind of like wings, so I would like make Oliver fly around a little bit. That's very interesting, I'm sure, but that's what you were looking for. <laughs> um, but it was one of my favorite things about Oliver, but his vest is long gone. The little... It was like a little... Um, Felt. It's like mm-hmm. a little felt vest. Anyway. Um, but there were a lot of teddy bears. Tons of teddy bears. We talked about Coco. We talked about Coco. Refresh our, our listeners. Uh, Coco about... was my father's alter ego that would kind of rate, he kind of half raised us a little bit. Like he would do the parenting part that was, he would tell us to clean our room and, you know, just say weird, fucked up things <laughs> sometimes. Like he, I can tell you Coco was a leg bear. That's all in a leg bear. He was the leg. He liked light. He liked the rock cats quite a bit. Uh, he was a red. He liked redheads uh, except Madonna. He was a really big fan of Madonna. Um, and he would never say anything really lewd or disgusting. But there was, you know, we knew where he stood. He was. <laughs> he was a leg bear. He would. It's yeah. important with your teddy bears. Yeah. Well, he was like my dad would kind of hold him in this weird way and have a funny little voice for him, and he would. Tell us to clean her. He would do all this stuff because my mom would like be like, you know, I don't want to be the bad guy, Richard. You have to go tell the kids to behave or clean their rooms or do stuff. And his way of skirting around that was to have Coco do it. But Coco would do it in a funny way. Like, yeah, you got to clean your rooms or... Did Coco have a voice like this or did Coco have a voice like this? You want me to do the voice? I kind of want you to do the Coco <clears throat> I don't even know if I can. Coco kind of sounded like this. <laughs> Coco, Coco kind of has to sound like this, and he'll push up his nose a little bit, and he's like, Coco, and he'll wiggle his arm, and Coco like, he kind of like the Rockettes, and you know, if you don't, if you don't clean your room, then maybe we have to, we have to call the other babysitter, you know, because, well, you know, mom and dad are going to go to the opera, and you guys have to have a babysitter, so if you don't clean your room, we'll maybe call the babysitter that you don't like. He's like an old... Like thirty. He was like a, per- I guess, yeah. He was like a weird little brown, like a little gangster guy with a cigar in his mouth. I could picture that. He didn't, but yeah, he didn't. Even, he had clothes. Oh my god, I forgot about his clothes. Coco's clothes. When I met him, when I was a little kid, he at first he had clothes, but they eventually got tattered and fell off. He barely had fur by the time. I mean, he was an old bear. He was technically my mother had won him off my father in a poker game long before I was born. <laughs> So he was technically my mother's bear. Like she owned Coke at this point. Mm-hmm. And then they were having a fight one night and my dad grabbed Coco and Coco got involved in the fight. And my mother ripped Coco out of his hands and tore Coco in half. And my sister and I didn't speak to my mother for a week while we waited. And, you know, my mother eventually sewed Coco back together, but he was always still kind of a little right. hip was a little. Again, we already. So that was Coco, but the, Coco. but the one the the bear that reminded you of our, our Cardoza, Cardoza, well, Darren Cardoza, the bitchy waiter that right. we did the interview with. The yeah, the, the mnemonic device. I remembered his name. I was kind of an accident. It was I had a, one of the bears was Cardozo, Cardozo. Sounds like Bozo. Was Cardozo was a was a I guess famous. I don't know what he was famous for, but he was a famous judge down here in California. And we were in Oregon, so I don't know why my dad thought that that was an important name. Your father named the bear. My father named that bear, yes. Okay. There was a slightly smaller version of that exact same bear. I don't remember what her name was. I don't know how they had gender, but... Yeah, Cardozo was one of the bears. And the Growly. 
Growly was the big one or a little one? Growly was one of the bigger ones. That was one of my sister's. He had like one of those little sound boxes inside him where you moved him and you go. Like a Teddy Ruxpin? Not like with the cassette. No, like the move. Like oh, those, yeah. Those boxes you turn it over and the cow moves. It goes, mm-hmm. But it was like, in, it was muffled it was inside the bear. It was also like a little bit deeper. So it was just kind of like. He just kind of growl like you'd move him around and he would kind of growl a little bit. And uh, Fritzer Flip, I think Kevin got him for a birthday. Who? Fritzer Flip? I'm probably I own word or two. Mr. Flip, Mr. Fritzer Flip, Fritzer Fritzer Flip. Okay. I think he should flip around a lot. He would, he would throw him <laughs> up in the air and he would flip around a lot. And uh, of course, Henry was the giant one. Of course, he was like the size of a human person man like almost six feet uh, five, probably ten. like five feet yeah. five feet okay yeah. which when you're a little kid that's enormous that's huge for a teddy bear for a teddy bear yeah yeah uh the was the dragon dragon Wee was the frog you had multiple i don't i don't yeah there's tons of stuffed animals in the house there's did they all raise you or was it just coco coco was the only one who really talked and did stuff got it the other ones were just there. They were. I would fight Henry, like, like we'd be like watching TV cartoons and like you know like we reenact you know and I'd beat the hell out of him. He was a giant teddy bear. He was like this, he was a little bit bigger than me, but he was a teddy bear. And I was you know eight nine years old and I'd wrestle with him and we'd fight. So Peanut, my dog, eventually tore off one of his eyeballs. Which Henry's eyeball. Henry, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess we should be specific about whose eyeball was lost. <laughs> well, I mean, with head injuries and eyeballs, and yeah, I just yeah, want yeah. to make sure that... The dog did not... Yes, the dog, yeah, tore out Henry's eye. Yeah. So Christmas was good. Yeah, Christmas was good. I forgot. I, I kidnapped Henry a couple years oh, ago. From... I, I didn't know where... Who does he belong to? Well, that was Catherine. Catherine got... got she kept most of the bears. Mm-hmm. They were... They pretty much lived in her room. Um, most all of them. Uh... Coco lived in my dad's office, of course. Of um, course, that's he's in charge. <laughs> he was usually writing, but um, Coco was, <laughs> he was, he was very busy. dissertations, <laughs> essays. Uh, or, you, uh... you wouldn't believe the dissertations he <laughs> he was coming up with. He's writing, but um, uh, no, uh, one year, what the hell was going on? Was it? I can't remember. Catherine, I was le- I had to like leave, and Catherine was out of the house for whatever reason. And so I packed Henry up. I, I, I put him in my car, I think, and I took him. I kidnapped him. And she didn't know for like a week or something. She called me up and she's like, did you take fucking Henry? Did you take Henry? Oh, I took him from – she left him at my mom's house. Well, she was somewhere else. I took him from my mother's house. So she was very upset that I had Henry. I kept him in Seattle for a number of years. And, she, yeah, she would get really mad about that. I took good care of him, though. Kept did, him clean. And did Henry come back? Eventually, I returned him. I brought okay. him back to her, and I was like, "See, I'm, you're a good guy. I'm not evil. You're the evil one. <laughs> She's always been the evil one." Sounds to me like Henry maybe had some Stockholm syndrome or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, what about New Year's? New Year's. What about New Year's? Was that good? Oh, I didn't have to work New Year's. But first New Year's in 13 years, I didn't have to work. It was. What'd you do? Did you go out? I you went out, out. I went out with the girls. Yeah, oh. um, so Tasha, Kinsey, and, and Michaela. And it was kind of it was kind of crazy because well, at first because uh, it was New Year's. Well, it was New Year's, but before that, it was just the day. And my friend uh, 
Kinsey picks me up for lunch and I'm like, I know that we're all going to be hanging out, right? So for New Year's, I'm like, am I dressed okay? I'm wearing this t-shirt and it was the picture that I actually sent you in the mm-hmm. the text you of the blue t-shirt. The Atari that, t-shirt? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I sent that Kinsey, like, is this okay for me to wear? She's like, yeah, it's fine. That's why I had that picture in my phone. So... I was like, is this, she's like, yeah, it's fine. So we go out to lunch and then we meet up with Michaela and then Tasha and we're hanging, all hanging out and we're having a couple of drinks. I got some white claws, you know, we're kind of gearing up, you know, for like talking about where we're going to go for the night, how we're going to party and what we're going to do. And they start like putting on makeup and picking out shoes and outfits. And as the hours progress, they start getting more and more super dolled up and cute. And I'm just like, wait 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 like is that glitter like what's going wait what's going on like what do you i thought we were it's new year's eve well right but i had asked if what i was wearing was appropriate and i had been given i had been given the green light well now i look like just some weird guy they found behind a garbage can i'm like this is not gonna do so i borrowed michaela's car and ran home real quick threw on my tuxedo threw some gel in my hair raced back and we went out hit the plaza just kind of just went to some of the bars around the plaza. Nothing special, but yeah, it's uh, my friend's birthday, Michaela's, uh, McKinsey's birthday on New Year's Eve too. So it was fun to actually spend you know her birthday with her. And yeah, did the whole countdown, shots, and champagne toasts. Ring in the new year. Are yeah. You, how do you feel about the new year? Do you. Uh... Well, I got a cracked egg for a head. I need a haircut. <laughs> I got to interview with a bitchy waiter, though. Mm-hmm. That was that was fun to talk to him. But I mean, are you are you? I know I don't think you are, but um, are you like a resolutions kind of guy? Do you? Definitely not. No. No, I I disappoint myself regularly without things like that. <laughs> but don't you think that like starting fresh or having a new start or you know like is a new real? year, new decade? So I mean, I was that was going to be my second thing is that you probably just think that. Time is a human construct, and none of this matters. And well, of course, all of it matters, and it is a construct. But like, if you want a fresh start, you can go have one any at any moment. I mean, I did that with you here. I, I agree. was I just ended the relationship with the girl, you know, of like three or four years. We were living together, and it was like, hey, come down here for this job. And I literally moved here with a bag of clothes. You picked me up from the airport. Yeah, I stayed. You know, on that sofa right there for what a week and a half, two weeks before I found my place on Craigslist and moved in there. And I, you bought me that weird little dog that was shorter than this coffee table or this. What do you call this? Kitchen table. It's a yeah. Dining. It's a. It's like a kitchenette. It's like a breakfast table. Sure. It's very short. Anyway, you gave me that little dog bed. It was like a dog bed, literally. <laughs> and my friend Eric gave me a little blanket that was again. It was like maybe five feet long i didn't even have a pillow so for like the first month i was like working and saving my money and it's like and then sent like if you go to my house now there's you know i've got a full queen size bed and it's like a big princess bed you it's know? a hotel and, bed yeah and like all the dvd like everything in that house i've acquired in the four years that i've been here except for the books which i went up to seattle i drove back down right so you can have yeah, a fresh right. start anytime. Yeah, anybody can have a fresh start whenever you want. You just have to do it. Just set fire to what you got and go, you know, reinvent yourself. Move somewhere new. They're mm-hmm. hiring waiters and cooks all over the world at any given moment. And most of them are not going to check most of your references. 
You found like the regular Tony Robbins. Just set fire to what you got and reinvent yourself. Huh? I mean, you could. I don't recommend literally setting fire to what you no, have, but no. like you could just go to Montana. You know, like just put all your stuff in a big green bin, pack yourself up some clothes, go to Montana, apply at that deli that has a wanted sign in the window, start <laughs> saving your money, and get you know stay somewhere until you get somewhere better and move on up until you're owning the deli or running the deli or you know whatever job you find wherever you end up you're gonna be fine everything's gonna be okay so what's what's next for walter in 2020 <sighs> well i'm probably getting fired soon okay so well so that's a, that's a that's something to look start. forward to. yes <laughs> take some time off no 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 i'm gonna go try and find another job before they do that but what about Outside of work, is there anything? What's outside Are of you... work? <laughs> you don't have anything? Nothing? Nothing that I want. I don't know. What is no. there? You just... Yeah, I have my little hobbies and things, you yeah. know, the collections yeah, that I make and well, I mean, books what, that yeah, I read. What are, you, what are you working on? Whittling you... away at time until I, you know, end up in the ground, I guess. I don't know. You want to be How buried? dark do you want to get? No, I don't. I don't. I want to be shot into space, but who's got the money for that? That's, that's Elon Musk money. That's not. Well, if you know, if. Anyone's listening that knows Elon Musk, we'd love to have him on the show and talk about getting Walter shot into space. <laughs> Jeez, on, yes. You know, not now. Or maybe or, not. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you I'm not busy. Do you, you think you can handle it? <laughs> yeah, pack my bag of clothes, set fire to what I got, I'll wake up on <laughs> the moon. Reinvent yourself? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll start up the, you know, the lunar retirement colony. I saw a thing where they were going to put... Lunar autumn meadows. Lunar autumn meadows? <laughs> the retirement, yeah. I don't know. They were going to put people in pods like mm-hmm. for trees. So like you die and your body goes into like basically a sack and then they plant a tree on top of you. What do you think about that? That was a that was a pretty interesting – it was a, I think the third book of Orson Scott Card's uh, Ender's Game series mm-hmm. where the – yeah, the, they planted the people into the trees and the people become the trees and the trees talk to each other or whatever. Like they can – did you read about the, the – they can sense the vibrations of – uh, plants when they're in distress who can't i don't know some company some <laughs> scientists okay scientists. ecoscience something or i don't know google it they, they can... just in the last couple of weeks they, they've been they've they're like subsonic distressing like if a plant like needs water or is being cut into or is being injured in some way mm-hmm. like and they you know it's their the plants can yeah take that vegans what well, yeah the trees are screaming Think, I think the uh, issue is a little more nuanced than that, but yes, take that, vegans. <laughs> I won't. I don't want to argue with you. Don't you though? <laughs> I thought that's exactly why we were here. <laughs> well, it's it's difficult because you're wrong, but you don't know you're wrong, and so that's the problem with arguing with somebody. What, okay, what am I wrong about? What was your stance? I just said the the, the, the plants are communicating distress. On the a subsonic level, they've, they've they've found these yes vibrations, some kind of sensory. I'm not really sure what if it's electrochemical or what it is, but they've sensed the the plants communicating on in some way that mm-hmm. they're in distress when they're being cut into or being damaged or whatever it is. Right. And then my flippant comment was, <laughs> "Take that vegans," which I don't think is wrong. I mean. So much no, as it was, maybe it was comment. an irresponsible comment. I, well, it depends on uh, what responsibility. No. Um, so, so are you hopeful for the next year or the next decade? Can you imagine twenty thirty? Yeah, powdered food and what, <laughs> what 
I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Self-driving cars? Those are pretty awesome. Have you ridden in one yet? No, have you? Yes. You have? Well, last time I went to Seattle, the my Uber driver picked me up in a in a self-driving Tesla. Wait, but it but he was in there. It wasn't you weren't the only the person. The man was driving, but he told me what us in the back and he's like the you know like the center console where your speaker would normally be? Mm-hmm. His was like a screen the size of this laptop screen, but turned sideways like vertically. Mm-hmm. And he's like we were just kind of talking about it. I was like, yeah, this is, is this one of those Teslas. He's like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It drives itself and stuff. I'm like, what? Get out of here. It can't not. He's like, yeah, I will. Um, we were on the freeway still because he picked me up at the airport. And I was like, you know, can you show me? He's like, yeah, because we've got this exit coming up. It'll actually be this is kind of the perfect time to demonstrate. And so he boop, 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 hits these buttons. And you can see all of a sudden all the cars on the road around us. It takes that olive exit, gets up on uh, – Olive Way, right there, and then pulls up on Capitol Hill. My, it took me to my Airbnb on North Capitol Hill, right there. And he wasn't steering. He wasn't. He was just like he was turning around, like facing me like this. <laughs> he turned around completely, and I'm leaning up like I'm like halfway up in the front seat, like this is insane. Like I'm watching the car do everything. He's just like, yep. I'm not even working the pedals or anything. I'm not even looking at it. the car. Was totally in control. It knew where all the cars were. It had like little dots where the people were on the sidewalk. Like it was crazy. It was really cool. And then it parallel parked in front of the Airbnb across the street. Like it parallel parked between the two cars that were right, they were right there. That was, when was that? that I was, don't know. That was my 40th birthday. So that was over a year. That was like, yeah. So you're excited for the future? Sure. If that's what you got from all of that, yes. Self-driving cars. cars, yes. Yes. I'm on the list for the new, the truck, the, you know, the pre. Oh, the, the Tesla? Yeah. You give them a hundred bucks and they put you on the list. So you're going to get one? I, I think that's how this works. You can back out at any time, so they're just hanging on to my $100. But like when they're actually really available, I'll be one of the first to be able to purchase it. And this is this is your plan for the vehicle? Yeah. It's not, it's not coming out for like another couple of years. So I, you know, I'll get some savings by then. And you know, hopefully I'll be able to actually afford this weird-looking thing. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully it's not before the next decade. 2022 is when you plan on having the truck. I think so. That's what I think. That's, that's when they come way. out. And yeah. Then you'll have your. Yeah. Cool. But I'm on the list. Like you go to the website and like give me your $100 down payment or whatever. And then you're on the list to go get one. And you select like what level of one you wanted. Did you go low or high? I went high. Yeah. Well, I, actually I went a little bit. I went to the middle because the, the high one is like, it's really expensive, but it doesn't really have that much more like range. Mm hmm. So I, yeah, I kind of went. I kind of went in the middle there. That's right. I'm looking forward to seeing you in this thing. Yeah, I'm interested to see why it doesn't have any side view mirrors. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're what happens if the cameras fail? You're like, shit. I guess I can't, I don't get to rely on mirrors. Well, then you have to learn how to drive differently, right? Because you're looking at cameras rather than mirrors. Yeah. Mm. I hope there's not too much of a learning curve there, for all of our sakes. For all of our sakes. Well, Walter, welcome to 2020. Yeah, I gotta go. I think so. Yeah, I think you have to go. I gotta go soon. It's true. (laughs) I'm mad without time. Man out of time. Man out of time. Oh, and but before you go, okay. Speaking of, you had a moment the other day where you you thought you had time traveled, or you you hadn't. Uh. What had happened now? 
<laughs> and then we'll go. I know There's you have no to go. There's no time this... travel. No, that was just. Um... Well, isn't this all time travel? Aren't yeah, that's always... why I'm so tired today. It was actually just last night or the night before. When was it? It was I... just the other day. God damn it. Uh, yeah, so I got off work. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit late. Um, and I went out and, I, yeah, I just had like one drink at my my friend's bar and she drove me home. And because uh, it was last call, it was, it was last it call. Was... Yeah, it was like you know, it was, she cleaned up bar up, and you know, I just kind of sat there and and you know, I helped collect candles or whatever. And then, um, so it was like, yeah, it was, wasn't even three yet. It must have been like two thirty or something because it was dead, of course. And then I get home. I must have been really tired because I went to sleep immediately. I got into bed and boom, I was out. And I woke up, and it was like six o'clock, and I was like, fuck, I, how tired was I? I looked, yeah, I looked up at the clock and it was like six thirty something. I looked at my phone; it was like six thirty nine. It's my wall clock is a little bit slow, which worries me. But I'm like, oh god, like if, did I sleep sixteen hours? It's like slept through the day, which has happened. I've slept through the day before. I've like completely, you know, as well on my days off. Like I like my rest. Yeah, so I must have just been really exhausted. I look out my window and it's dark out. I'm like, oh god. So it's, you know, and then if you haven't eaten in this town by ten o'clock, you're going to bed hungry. So. I have to make some kind of dinner arrangements in the next, you know, pretty quick. So I pop open my phone. I'm looking through the apps, like trying to find a restaurant. Close. I was like, ooh, Golden Springs. I haven't had that Chinese place. My favorite. They're closed. It's Monday. It's 6 o'clock. Why would they be closed? That's weird. Okay, fine. We'll go by the one that's like right by my house, La Hacienda. Click on them. They're closed. It's Monday at 6 o'clock. This is like their busy time. Is there some kind of weird thing going on? So I start clicking on all the restaurants around town. Everything is fucking closed. And it's 6 o'clock and it's just the dinner hour in Sante. I mean, it's in Sonoma on a Monday. What the what the hell is going on? So I call Tasha. He rings a couple times, goes to voicemail. I call you. It goes right to voicemail. I'm like, I know, well, it's 6 o'clock. You weren't even working no. that day. You were off at 6 p.m. on a Monday. I know mm-hmm. you're not working today. Why is John ignoring my phone calls? No one's answering. I call every, like, not everybody. I made several phone calls. I'm getting no answers. I'm starting to get worried. I'm starting to panic is setting in. You think I, that something has happened that I missed? Is it, is it a holiday I've misunderstood? Or, like, what? why now is, I mean, like, somebody would have told me, like, it's cool, Walter. It's, you know, Martin Luther King Day. Like, all the restaurants are closed. Or whatever the hell, Flag Day. Like, there's got to be a rational explanation. But no, why now can I not reach anyone? Am I just losing my mind? And then, and then my friend Mackenzie calls me up and she's like, yeah, dude, I just woke up. I'm getting ready for school. What could you possibly need this early? And I was like, early? She's like, yeah, it's like 6 a.m. What are you doing? I was like, it's 6 in the morning. <laughs> so I've only been asleep for like three or four hours. Okay. I start to... I'm still... My heart's pounding like I was... Because you thought you were the last man on earth? Well, I don't know what happened. I didn't know. That was the thing. I didn't... I hadn't reached the conclusion like I was the last man on earth, but I was still trying to figure out you know well you remember 9-11 yes were you there yes where i woke up i mean you weren't where i was but i mean like wherever you were i woke up at a friend's house i had slept at a friend's house i woke up and they had had a midnight emergency where they like one of their roommates had like start almost od'd so they had to like go to the hospital has nothing to do with 9-11 but i wake up in this apartment alone and i'm like that's this is weird right the tv's on there's nobody around i get a glass of water and I walk out into the living room, and they live on the second story. And I walk out, and they live like right on Seventh Avenue. And if you know, um, Highway 99 runs from Canada all the way down through 
California. Mm-hmm. But where it reaches Eugene, it splits into Sixth and Seventh Avenue. Mm-hmm. So this is a part. Of, this is a fairly major street. There are no cars anywhere. There's nobody on the street. And again, my phone's just going like it's like no service on my cell phone. It was like not like everyone's busy, but it was just like the circuits are busy. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I sit down at the TV and I'm watching the television. And then I see I'm like drinking my water, like hungover, like watching the planes go into the thing. I'm like, where the fuck is everybody? What's happening? And I was kind of reliving that a little bit. Where I was Got just it. like, I didn't know what the hell was happening. Why are all the restaurants closed? Why is it dark outside? Why is nobody answering my phone call? Where am I? Am I okay? Should I start running? Do I just pack a bag? Where would you go? I don't know. I'm trying to find out where everybody else was. <laughs> and go there? Yeah. I'd be like, okay, guys, are we getting on the ship? Or like, are we like what are we doing right now? Does your now? phone tell you whether it's AM or PM? It doesn't. See, like, oh. and Amanda said that same thing. It just says 358. Now, it could be 358 in the morning, couldn't it? So your phone is making some pretty serious presumptions about it is, your ability to tell whether it's day or night. <laughs> and I have that clock too, but that also doesn't really tell you a whole lot about AM or PM, the analog clock. There is a military time option, but I don't know how to read military time, so it would it Just wouldn't add twelve. It's fine. Or subtract twelve. I was told subtract twelve. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, the twelve thing. But I don't know if that means like so if it's at eleven or if it's a. Uh, 1000 or if it's 900 is that nine o'clock obviously that's nine o'clock nine. But is that 9 a.m or 9 p.m a.m what is 9 p.m at 20, 12 uh, to 20, 21 2100 hours is so. 9 p.m mm-hmm. no I'm not yeah i've never learned any of that crap so even if i had my phone set up that way it would not have helped me what would have helped me is if my phone said p.m or a.m on this stupid thing anyway i feel like well, there was an easier way for well, me to not. Well, if you're googling the restaurant hours, yeah, and the restaurant's not open, and they're only open between these hours. It just says closed. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. On this thing, it says, "See, it says open closes at 5 p.m." But if it's closed, it just says closed opens at whatever right. p.m. tomorrow. It says like tomorrow. So I'm like, well, what about today? So. It still said, it said closed, opens at, you know, 8 p.m. tomorrow. Even though it was still today. It's January. It's tomorrow. Whatever. (laughs) Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I know you have to go. Now I really do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm sick of this place. It's John. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to gluten is not your problem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, John.